Hello, friends. We recorded this episode several months ago, very soon after the tragic passing of Moonbin from Astro. While there's been much speculation in the intervening time, as yet no official cause of death has been announced. Our discussion does include allusions to suicide, so if this is something you'd rather not hear about, please skip ahead to the next segment. Thanks for listening. This is Onis on Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about our favorite things about Korean dramas, most especially our K-drama boyfriends, a.k.a. Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, a.k.a. Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And we like to start out our episodes by giving thanks to those who provided the ingredients for our delicious meal we're about to enjoy. So, Suze, to whom would you like to say, Jamokismida? Well, friends, listeners, <laughs> you have seen the title of this episode. Mm. So, I would like to specifically thank everyone who has reared Jung Hae In. Who <laughs> Who has contributed to his upbringing, wow. who, have, who have helped him become the actor that he is today. I want to thank all of you for bringing him into my life. <laughs> thank you very much. I enjoyed Jung Hae a lot. Thanks. <laughs> I also want to just, um, I just want to apologize beforehand to all of you. <laughs> if at points in this podcast, you just hear like noises coming out of me instead of words. <laughs> I just, I just want to warn you that might happen and just be like, oh, she's fine. It's okay. She's oh, yeah. just, she's just a little overwhelmed. It's fine. <laughs> She'll be okay. Just- She's just swooning. <laughs> this is the first uh, episode that we've done about your one of your top opas. I mean, he's your top opa. Yes, he is. He so. is. So um, very excited. Just want to share some things and talk about yeah. some things. So I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now I'm not sure if I should do mine because mine oh, is going to... Uh, extremely change the vibe that we have oh, right no, no. now but i'm it's fine. i'm gonna i'm gonna Do say it, it anyway it. because then yeah. we're going back to hey and opa and it all the vibe will return mm-hmm. uh so you all probably know we record our episodes way far in advance so while when we're recording this is you know when you will hear it is way after we've recorded it so uh this week when we are recording it is the week that you will no doubt remember. It's the week that we lost Moonbin from Astro. Um, And just thinking about that made me think back on a time when I was much younger, far in the past. Uh, I was about 20 years old and the circumstances that I was in, I felt really overwhelmed and hopeless. And I... I also uh, wanted to hurt myself. And 
So this is who I wanted to thank. At that time in my life, I had an extraordinary teacher named Andy Gale. I'm very fortunate that I'm actually still in touch with him. And, you know, there's a lot of when you're going through a dark period in your life like that, there's a lot of advice that people want to give you. Um, And some of it is really helpful, but a lot of it, you know, you've heard other times people tell you ending your life is a temporary, is a permanent solution to a temporary problem was something that I heard numerous times. And, um, you know, this too shall pass and all those sorts of sentiments. Um, But when you feel really overwhelmed by your circumstances and you don't see any way out of them, that's not necessarily, it's not always the most helpful. And what Andy said to me was, there is nearly no circumstance in life that you can't, that you can get into that you can't get out of. Even if it seems like you're trapped, Mm. you're never really trapped. There's Mm -hmm. always a way out and it may be expensive to get out and it may upset people to Mm. get out. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a job that makes you miserable, if you're in a relationship that makes you miserable, if you live in a place that makes you miserable, that makes you feel like life cannot go on, you can always get out of that circumstance. There's always something that you can do. And there are people who want to help you mm-hmm. get out of that circumstance. And if those people aren't around you, then find the people who want to help you. Because I promise you, I promise you from 30 years of experience since I went through this in my life, there are people who want to help you move on and get out of those circumstances. So thank you, Andy. Thank you all for listening to me talk about this. (laughs) And uh, yeah, Suze, what did you watch this week? Not what so fast, Lynn. <laughs> I mean, I'm so good at transitions. As we you are so discussed. good. But Amazing. let me also thank Andy Gale because I am so glad you are still here. You are with me. You are with us. And I love you. And lots of people love you. And I'm glad we're doing this together. So thank you, Andy Gale. <laughs> and thank you, all of you who work so hard to like stay here as well and help all of you who are helping those to stay here and we want you to stay so yeah we do <laughs> well lynn speaking of staying <laughs> so what did i do okay so last time we talked i had almost finished and now have finished Rewatching Reply 1988, which is oh. still fantastic, still mm-hmm. top five faves, still just the best. So then I moved on to something lighter, you know, not that Reply 1988 isn't light, but it's like one of these things that, you know, every episode has something kind of emotional about it and you just, you know, get into your feelings. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something a little, you know. So I started Two Cops, which is um, something we've already talked about a little bit in our um, Kim Sun Ho episode, which 
you have recommended. So, and I am enjoying it quite a bit. It is, you know, uh, I forgot that it was 30 minute episodes. So that like, mm. goes by so quickly. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like speeding by. Um, and everyone's performance is just really, really great. I mean, I feel like Yeri again is in that like chaotic girl mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> role still. She's that she is so so good at, which is really fun. Um, and uh, I'm at episode twenty. I want to say oh, okay. Like I just finished twenty, I think, last night. So not too much, too too much to go. But I will say this about it. Sometimes I get really confused about their transitions. Uh, oh, yeah? they would, like, jump into already somebody's in a situation. And I'm like, twice at least, I'm like, did I miss an episode? <laughs> did I skip oh, an uh-huh. episode? And then they go back and explain to you how they got into that situation, right? Yeah, yeah. But okay, it, yeah. it takes them a bit to get there. And because of the short episodes it felt a little disjointed Mm -hmm. so sometimes that happens and then I'm a little like can we move forward with some things (laughs) like I thought they they delayed sort of really pursuing the whole uh the old case that they are Mm -hmm. trying Mm -hmm. to solve yeah right that has something to do with Suchan's father and right. also just like what ties them together kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they delayed that a little bit too long because they were dealing with these things that actually do connect to it, but we don't, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't necessarily know that yet. Um, and then they just like f- sort of find out a little bit of like, oh, it seems like this has a connection like after mm-hmm. or whatever. So it felt like it was not moving forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For a bit. And then... <laughs> okay. Sorry, I have, like, some complaints. Um, I, d- I don't know about the romance part. I don't... Mm. I'm unsure how this is working out. And mm. I find myself getting a little annoyed every time Suchan goes into... what What's-his-name's body. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I... <sighs> and the thing is, like, once he's in there and the things he does while he's in the body is good. Like, I enjoyed those things. But every time it happens now, I kind of I, I kind of get a little like, oh, this is like an interlude. Like, it's not, mm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a disruption yeah, yeah. of some sort that's going to mm-hmm. happen here. Um, because it's, it's still like a lot of times uh, the detective is still reluctant to have him come in. To his right. body. So it's not like yeah, a yeah. full cooperation of like, okay, now you go into my body and you do your right, thing. Right. And then you get yeah. out and I'll do my thing. And Suchan is still like, so, still salty about his past with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. I just, I'm just like, get it together. <laughs> Be a <Yeah>. team. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's move towards the thing. I felt like there was a lot of like back and forth on like that part. Right, right. Um, of them agreeing that they need to work together to solve mm. everything and not just like as a device to whatever. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still enjoying it. Everything, everything is still very fun. It's just those certain things just kind of like bugged me a bit. Yeah. 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 
Um, I would agree with yeah. I would agree with those points definitely. I mean, I think I just enjoyed it so much because they're so delightful in it. Mm-hmm. But I think the, mm-hmm. those are really valid criticisms, and I feel like we need to come up with a name because this is definitely a recurring mm. thing that happens where like what the the big mystery is going to be is introduced at the beginning of the series and then they don't come back to it until mm. like three quarters of the way through the series mm. that is always very frustrating mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. i get it you can't like rip do the big reveal in episode eight or whatever but like give us more breadcrumbs along the way than just like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna forget about this until you know <laughs> three quarters of the way through right, no, right we didn't forget about it we the audience didn't forget about no. it <laughs> yeah there has to be like some kind of continuity that is more consistent yeah. you know it doesn't have to be a lot it just needs to be like oh now here's a little crumb now here's a little crumb like mm-hmm. you are building it as you go along so it doesn't feel abrupt when you come back to it yeah people are like oh okay yeah that's that's happening <laughs> kind yeah, of thing right so. yeah but yeah so uh again as i said <laughs> i'm not watching a lot of things that's pretty much the only thing i've been watching other than reviewing some things for yeah. today's episode so mm-hmm. what are you watching lynn uh, I'm basically the same. This week has been all about Hey and Opa for me. Um, but it started out with new content, uh, which I will talk about more at length. But I watched Connect this week. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, reserve my comments on <laughs> that until later. But... Uh, I know that I've been talking the last couple of episodes about how much I loved Kiss Sixth Sense. Mm. I still do. <laughs> when I was watching Connect, so in Kiss Sixth Sense, it's so hard to say. So hard to say. There's this very distinctive office building where they work. It's like a skyscraper and it's got all glass on the outside. But the facade is like in three sort of panels. Mm. And the one is, uh, the one on the right is like further out and the one on the far left is further back. And then the middle panel has like a curve in it, like a wave in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very distinctive looking. Mm -hmm. It's a cool looking building. So anyway, so I'm watching Connect and the office building is the same office (laughs) building and i was like oh these shows are so different it is so tricky (laughs) to have this be the same office building in both of these shows and then while i was re-watching something in the rain this week Mm -hmm. that building is (laughs) something in the rain you barely see it yeah i wouldn't have even uh which you know makes sense why i didn't remember it at all i mean Mm -hmm. also the fact that i don't remember things but um (laughs) if i hadn't just seen it in both of these other things Mm -hmm. i don't think i would have caught on to the fact that it was this building yeah it's also in something in the rain which now makes me think is it all over the place do they use this building all the time in dramas like now i want to get a good shot of this building and be like who has seen this building in a drama (laughs) Is this our, you know, subway in building form now? Exactly. Exactly. I don't think they're getting paid for it, though. I mean, they even used, 
in something in the rain, they even use the lobby that I'm pretty sure is the lobby of that same building. Because oh. there's a scene in Kiss Six Senses also in that lobby that I'm like, I mean, mm. it's a mm. office building lobby, so maybe not, but it looks real, real similar. I mean, also, I watched Kiss Six Sense like twice all the way through. I watched episode 10 probably like six times. <laughs> I really enjoyed that show. Now my month of Hulu is over, so <laughs> farewell. Uh, farewell to that. I already talked about, I'd finished, yeah, I'd finished Caught Love before mm-hmm. last week, so mm-hmm. I already talked about that, but uh, yeah. it was really a good $15 that yeah. month of Hulu, yeah. I have to say. It's mm. definitely worth it. So, yeah, the rest of what I've been watching, I rewatched. um one spring night this mm. week i that was a real quick rewatch mm-hmm. and i did like a more normal rewatch of while you were sleeping this week mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. delightful mm-hmm. i just enjoyed them all uh, <laughs> up until like the second half of something in the rain that i was speeding through so <laughs> anyway with that said why don't we jump into talking about our Opa of the Day, Woo! Mr. Joe <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. As per our, you know, we did this before in our Immuna episode, but we want to, we always strive to end on a good note. Yeah. We strive to do that i mean it doesn't always work out but we try to so for this you know you know where we're going we you know (laughs) if you know us at all you know what we're gonna start with that big heartache called snowdrop Mm. yeah (laughs) if you've listened to the first couple of episodes of this (laughs) podcast that we recorded while we were watching snowdrop you already know a lot of our thoughts and feelings about snowdrop yes And really, like, if you want to go back, all you have to do is, like, listen to the first few minutes of those shows, because we talk about them in our catch-up. But for those who do not know what Snowdrop is, Snowdrop is a drama on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. that is set in the 80s during that tumultuous time in South Korea's history. And it's about spies, really. Mm. Uh, it's about, a, it's the spy games between North and South Korea. Right. And so we have Jung Hae-in plays Im Soo-ho slash Rim Tae-san. He is a North Korean spy. He was supposed to do a thing. It didn't work out. And then he takes hostage of a whole women's dormitory where lots of the action happens. So there's a lot of that kind of like hostage negotiations of like shenanigans between governments trying to get them out, not trying to get them out, trying to get the spies out, not trying to get the spies out. It was just, yeah, it was a lot of nothing happened. It's the biggest mm-hmm. lazy Susan you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Man, and the dishes were not tasty. Like, okay. Not like, nutritious, not, not tasty. Not tasty. 
You know, and I think our main beef with this show is just the writing is poor. They are misusing resources because it is beautifully mm-hmm. made. I mean, I'm yeah. not. We're not saying there's nothing good about it. I mean, it oh. is well made and yeah. well cast for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing is just nonsensical, mm-hmm. and also these actors are like having to do like just things that don't make sense either. Yeah. Um, and then a portion of the acting is like not even in the same show. Like there are people doing a different genre by themselves that is not helping. There's a whole group of side characters that could have been cut altogether and not disrupt the flow of this show in Mm -hmm. any way, shape or form. And then there's like a real um, ambiguous ending in terms of a lot of the threads that they had opened up. Right. Mm -hmm. So there you just like, what, what happened to this? What happened to this? We don't know. They don't tell us. Right. <sighs> and just. And it's not like you know. they didn't have time. I mean, uh, it's 16 yeah. <laughs> excruciatingly long episodes. Like, it, they had plenty of time to yes. tell a story that wrapped things up, but yeah. they chose right. to do nothing for like 10 episodes and mm-hmm. then, like, very quickly at the end be like the end uh, is it <laughs> is it the end right so i mean <laughs> i want to say everyone is trying their best they are trying their best mm. but like you can't you can't overcome bad writing like yeah i think that is like you know the ingredients of a thing is a lot right but when you have like something that is really just not good the other things just cannot compensate it just just can't you know and jung hae-in is one of the like best things about this show like he is is. really really good you know he is you know he is portraying someone who is conflicted about what he is doing you know what how to like get out of it how to Mm -hmm. like to me like he is a spy, yes, but he tries to not hurt as many people as possible. Definitely not innocent people is like mm-hmm. what they're trying to project to us. But what it ended up being like some was somebody who was like wishy-washy and cannot make up his mind as a leader. Like he is leading right. this team, but he cannot right. like make a decision that is decisive for his team members. And they rightfully so are very annoyed at him. <laughs> Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's like the love story that is to me just shoehorned in. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Did not work out for me in any shape or form. There was not enough information for them to fall in love, you Mm -hmm. know. And then in this like crazy situation where they're on opposite sides. Right. Still like having that, those feelings grow. (laughs) Right. That seemed really oh yeah mm, you know yeah. i mean especially given some of the things that happen yeah like yeah. yeah and to me that like also is like sort of a dangerous signal right for mm. people who think of this as like a good romance right some right. people do yeah. and i'm like yeah, i'm yeah. sorry y'all like no this is like red flag like yeah. red yeah. red yeah. flag of a relationship like do right. not do this 
this is <laughs> not okay. The this is really, yeah, yeah. This is really not okay. So, so that's why it's a letdown because there are so many good ingredients in it, but it was, yeah. you know, taken down by one thing. Well, not one thing. A few I mean, things. there are a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, but the script, but mainly is like this one thing. particular thing that yeah. is like overshadowing everything else. Like, I feel like if it had like a tighter storyline, you could like sort of reconcile some of the other stuff or like go sure. with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, we don't demand perfection by oh, any no. means no. in the show. You know, I mean, we are willing to forgive a lot of holes oh, yes. in oh, things. Yes. But, uh, you know, I mean, we could nitpick the specific holes, but there's really no need to because the, you know, as you said, the whole story is just a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think even, you know, you were saying about his character is this... He, he's introduced to us as this super elite spy, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, then, like, as we get to know him more, and he's, like, so empathetic towards the innocence in the, in the story, mm-hmm. that just doesn't match. Like, you mm-hmm. just can't be a spy at that level. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the big failings of the story like the central premise that mm-hmm. they're going to get Jung Hae in it's going to be you know he's going to be super swoony which you know I mean he can't help it he can't yeah. help but be right. swoony that right. is Opa's nature <laughs> but like you know they don't want it to be a, a case where the audience isn't going to sympathize with him mm-hmm. right despite the fact that like he's a North Korean and mm-hmm. all these things and I just think that that's too flawed of a premise from right. the start. I mean, and that's yeah. just, you know, the the tip of the iceberg as far as the things that are wrong right. with this story. But mm-hmm. I just don't see that uh, for the kind of show that they were making, mm-hmm. I don't see how that was ever going to work because you can't be a spy like that, which was mm-hmm. the, you know, fr- as you said, like the frustration of his whole team is like, you can't be a spy like this. <laughs> right. Right? We're like, you're not wrong, North Korean spies. You can't be a spy like this. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, just so. I think all the more disappointing because there is just so much talent and Mm -hmm. so many resources Mm -hmm. gone to waste. I mean, such amazing people in this drama. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Uh. Um, But, oh. It's just so, so painful. Right. So uh, we suggest giving giving it a miss. You know, yeah. we're, we're not here to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But for our money, you know, especially the time you would be investing into it, you know, it's right. best you watch two other dramas. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Right. I mean, because so, it's legit 24 hours. Like, it's yeah. 16 mm-hmm. hour and a half long episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, you could watch two mediocre dramas and get more out of it than watching mm-hmm. this one, in my opinion. So. Oh, well. All right. Sorry, Opa. <laughs> Well, on to happier pastures. 
Oh, so, so much happier. So next we're going to talk about While You Were Sleeping, which stars Lee Jong-suk and Bae Suzy as the two leads. And then uh, our Hayen Opa is the third lead, whose name is Han Woo Tak. And so the premise of this show, if you've not seen it, is um, Suzy plays Hong Ju and she has dreams where she can see the future. She had, At the start of the drama, she has already had this happening to her for years. Um, Lee Jong-suk plays Jay Chan, who is a rookie prosecutor. He's just starting out as a prosecutor. And when they meet each other, when Jay, Jay Chan and Hangju meet each other, he also develops this ability to see, to dream of the future. Mm. Um, and then they get involved because of plot reasons. <laughs> they meet up with Han Wutak, who is the, I, I wrote in my notes, the always smiling policeman <laughs> whose life gets entangled with both of theirs as they try to determine whether the future seen in these dreams can be changed or not. Mm. Uh, this drama is so good, y'all. I mean, I yes. love this drama, but I am the first one to admit, as I was saying before, like sometimes I love things and they're not like I go back and watch them. I'm not like, I still love it, but like mm-hmm. it has some definite problems. I think this drama is so strong. This mm-hmm. drama does not have the problem of the like episode 12. Now we're mm-hmm. suddenly going to get back to the main, you know, the, the main mystery problem. Like they do a great job of... Mm-hmm teasing like what it's going to be all the way through there are so many satisfying little side mysteries some of which tie in and some of which don't tie in uh but there are so many great details in the writing that are like when you go back and watch it because i had i watched it i don't know over a year ago now um, and I just rewatched it this week. And there are so many things that like, once you know what's going to happen, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a, like teasing that thing that's not going to happen for 10 more episodes, but they're already making a reference to it. It's just so well structured, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think the the leads in it are all delightful. They're so well cast. Lee Jong-suk is so like zany. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a goofball. Um, And, you know, I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say, like, both of the, you know, you have this triangle at the center, two guys and one gal. (laughs) Pretty obvious that, like, there's going to be a little bit of a love Uh triangle. One of the things I love about this drama is that there's not really a rivalry between the two guys like they also form a really warm friendship Mm -hmm. and just the three main leads all have this great relationship among the three of them Mm -hmm. and it's just so delightful um but Wu Tak is you know just like laid back like I said always smiling despite the fact that sometimes horrifying things are happening and he has some difficult decisions that he as a character needs to make, you know, he's just such an upbeat, 
charming personality. I mean, I honestly think if you don't have second lead syndrome watching this drama, (laughs) really, like, you should take your temperature at the very least and make sure that you still have a pulse because... I mean, he's just so delightful. The first time we meet him, he's wearing a Batman cap. And there's, like, (laughs) references in his apartment to the fact that he's, like, a, you know, pop culture fan. He has different, Mm -hmm. like, artifacts around his apartment that are pop culture things. But he, he has this Batman cap. And then he has a corgi whose name is Robin. I mean, come on. It's just, I mean, he's entirely delightful Mm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i love this show i think it's a really good show and uh i really don't want to talk too much about the plot because i mean there's a lot of stuff to get potentially spoiled in the plot yeah Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna give the sort of very high overview of it but Mm -hmm. uh gosh i think he's so good in it i mean because wu talk is very you know, like I say, he's he's uh, always smiling and he's very, like, lighthearted. But then sometimes he isn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are situations where he isn't. And um, I just think Jung Hae-in does such a great job of demonstrating the complexity of this character that, like, it doesn't necessarily require that level of complexity i mean he's the third he's the third lead lee jung suk and Susie are very much like the main Mm -hmm. leads and it really he made such a big impression on me i think when i watched it that i forgot until i rewatched it he's in it a lot but he's not in it nearly as much as the two of them Mm -hmm. are like he's very definitely like the second lead to their main leads Mm -hmm. you know i mean his character could have been much more two-dimensional mm-hmm. um on the page and he would it would still be fine it would still work fine but jung hae and just brings so much to it and there's so much more nuance to Wu talk in the way that he plays it that mm-hmm. uh it just improves an already excellent drama so personally i give highest marks for while you were sleeping and it was such a joy to rewatch it this past week i totally agree i think of everything you just said it is so good y'all it's just the storytelling is so tight you know it is the opposite <laughs> of snowdrop <laughs> right right where like everything is just you know how marvel did the like crazy thing with their the first whatever groupings of their movies and tie them together with you know endgame and all that this is the kind of like detail following that they did in Mm -hmm. this show which is like oh remember this thing that we told you before now you see like how that ties in you'll remember this thing that we told you now this is how that connects and like everything is intertwined in such a really beautiful way that you know by the end you're just like oh Oh, you're just doing that a lot because it makes sense. And it's Mm -hmm. not just like random whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the hints are like sometimes subtle, sometimes not. But then when they like go back to it, it, it's not just a like, here's a flashback, you know. Like they really integrate everything together to like weave this story. Um, And it is 
so beautiful. It's just so good. It really is yeah. good. And uh, Johan. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all also say this a whole lot, especially in our supporting episodes, mm. uh, sporting actor episodes, how they really elevate a role that could have mm. just been like, okay, yeah, yeah, so-so, and be fine for the purpose of that show. But to give it a little bit more flavor, a little bit more depth, a little bit mm-hmm. more something-something that makes it so much more enjoyable. And he is just, <laughs> he is so good at this. As we will talk about later on, um, again, in some other roles that he did. But yeah, as a like second male lead in a love triangle, essentially, that is, you know, not really hyped up to be a love triangle. Mm. Like it right, really right. like the way they treated this thing is ideal. This is like how yeah. I want all my sort of like, if your second lead is going to have the hots for the first lead lady, yeah. this is yeah. how we need to handle it. Okay. Yeah. Not like at the last moment have some kind of like character assassination on this character that was really nice otherwise and then because mm. you know they like turn and do something like that is unforgivable because mm-hmm. they want to get the girl kind of thing right, and right. then go on this road you know there's so many of those that it's like why it is unnecessary to do that can somebody's yeah. character be consistent and not be like a sore loser and like mm-hmm. really you know, you don't have to be always like, you know, hitting people in the head with your feelings for them, you mm-hmm. know, and especially if you know they are already like attached to somebody else. Like, you yeah. don't need to like come in there anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's unnecessary. People, I feel like people don't really do that a lot in real right. life. I don't know. Yeah, just. The treatment of this, like, that particular aspect of that character, I thought was, like, so, so good. It's just really ideal. So, uh, and he's, like, even like that, he is still so swoony. (laughs) Friends, he is still the swooniest. Um, So, yeah, just both of us highly recommend while you're sleeping. Please check it out if you haven't. It is so good. You will not regret it. Yeah. Well, next we're going to talk about... Speaking of swooniness. Oh, Lord, we're about to multiply by a thousand. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Next, we're going to talk about something in the rain, which we have talked about in Sonia Jin's episode Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And this is going to like be like a half and half again, probably for me, because when I reviewed that one... In that episode, I sort of watched like sort of the beginning of the show oh, yeah. uh, to prepare myself. And then, you know, and I was like, okay, I now I like sort of remember something. So then I just like went from there. So for this time, I watched the last episode mm. of this show, which is uh, really informative in its own way. Let me explain. <laughs> So if you don't know what Something in the Rain is, Something in the Rain is a story um, about a woman. (laughs) 
Son Ye Jin, who plays um, Yoon Ji Na. I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, she has a really good friend that she grew up with, and her friend has a brother played by Jung Hae In, whose name is So Jun Hee, and it's about their relationship romantically um and uh gina is a bit older than jun hee so there is like an age gap there um and yeah it's the story about their relationship basically and uh i think we said this before too how it's it's so good at portraying like new love like Mm -hmm. just that those times when you just got together and you always want to be together, you always want to talk on the phone, you always want to, I mean, it's just like any excuse to be together, right? Like, um, and then top, on top of that, they sort of have to like sneak around a little bit. So there's like mm-hmm. that component and, but just portraying like the joy of being together. Uh, there's a lot of montages of like sort of silly things they're doing together. Yeah. That, Couples yeah. do, especially when they're still new and, you know, things that they like don't do outside, but they're just like, I don't know, doing just like silly, 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 silly things. Just like playing and <laughs> yeah. like being together and really reveling in being together, you know, just mm-hmm. like the two of them laughing together and <laughs> right. being silly and, you know, yeah. like pillow fights or mm-hmm. whatever, um, stuff like that. So it's real... I don't know. That is like a huge swoon factor. It's just them exploring sort of new, mm-hmm. this new relationship that, you know, went from sort of like, um, I hesitate to say brother, sister, but that's probably how it was when they grew up since he's right. the brother of her best friend. Um, but and his like, best friend is her brother. Like yes. the, the yeah, siblings so there's are like, both best friends with each exactly, other. Exactly. Exactly. So, there is that. And so, like, just sort of, like, the changing of that, which to me, when I was watching it, I feel like, oh, it does seem like he's probably had a crush on her for a long time mm-hmm. before he felt like, this time, I feel grown enough <laughs> that mm-hmm. I could, like, sort of, you know, make a go at it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to his surprise, her reciprocating <laughs> was very fun. Um, but... Of course, obstacles abound. Sure. Um, the biggest one is her mother, um, who no longer holds the number one spot as terrible mother, I think, in Lynn's list. <laughs> I think it's Jin true, Min's- but I was really, when I was rewatching part of it this week, I was really thinking, like, oh, so I don't know, maybe she's not just number two. I have, maybe it's a I have reasons for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, she is, she is very terrible, you know, mm-hmm. and her reasons of being terrible are terrible as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's all self-serving. None of it's for her own good, really. You know, she does not consider what um, Gina wants, what will make her happy. It is all like shallow, what other people will think about our family kind of situations. Well, will I say to my friends if they knew, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing, which just is so frustrating. Um, 
And then, um, so they have to, like, that is the majority of sort of the second half of the show is dealing with that. And it drags on a bit. And it is very exhausting. <laughs> it yeah. is very hard to take. It is such a, like, 180 from the swooniness of the first half. Yeah. That, you know, when you get to the end, it is like, can we just end this? <laughs> like, we right, want to be right. done already. So yeah. by watching the last episode sort of in a vacuum, I realized that, man, that really, like, that whole second half, like, just dragged us down that you could not enjoy the last episode. While mm-hmm. when it is, like, such a good episode. You know, there's so many, like, great acting moments, great conversations that people are having that are, like, very real that mm-hmm. didn't really, like, resonate with me the first time I watched mm. it. Yeah, yeah. And this time I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, such a good conversation. And this is, like, so real, like, this reaction. And mm-hmm. then just this is why I'm going to say it's, like, might be a half and half episode, like, Sonia Jin. And Jungain has this one sort of big fight at the end mm-hmm. there. So they haven't seen each other in a while. I will spoil this. So just move forward if you don't want to <laughs> want to hear it. But, you know, at, at one point they did break up. And now he is in town because her brother is getting married. So he comes back in town and they see each other and like it is obvious they both love each other still so much like as soon as they saw each other it was like yeah <laughs> it's all mm-hmm. they could take not to just like run towards each other you know i mean there are other things that are holding them back but it was palpable mm-hmm. so you know they've seen each other but they didn't like talk to each other at all they, they just saw right. each other so later on they have this confrontation Juni's real drunk, which is mistake number mm. one. So he goes mm-hmm. to her house and he says some things and they argue. And she's kind of like, of course, saying this kind of dumb thing, which is like, can we go back to where when it was before? Which like is nobody wants to hear that right now. Right. <laughs> like, no. And yeah, OK. But then he like says some things to her and, you know, goes away and she's like devastated. Like she is devastated, mm-hmm. but also real hurt. And so she then marches over to his place angrily. <sighs> so he, she goes to his apartment, his old apartment that is already like leased to his friend, mind you. But he's staying there for the time being because he was just going to be in town for like a couple of days. So his friend is there opening and his friend knows everything. Right? And she's just like, hey, is he here? And he's like, yep. So she's just like, just excuse me for a second. So she goes in, she marches in, she finds him like under the covers, like a burrito. And she's just like, get up and just starting spitting truths at him. Just be like, you cannot say those things to me. Blah, 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 blah. These are the things that happened to me. You don't know what it looked, what it was like for me when you left. You right. freaking left. You decided to go. Okay. And just, oh. Sonia Jin Sonia Jin in that scene just man I don't know it was brutal it was brutal you know yeah 
and just like but in her style you know in her acting mm-hmm. style it was just like mm-hmm. really beautifully delivered you know you could see and feel all the emotions and he's just like mm. <laughs> just shamed but still too drunk to realize what the heck right. is going on and ended it with like a really terrible note <laughs> yeah anyway that was real just like an amazing amazing scene that's it's indicative of like how good this whole show is really actually you know yeah like the things that the style of directing of this show right like uh we say it feels like an indie movie a bit Mm. and Mm -hmm. that's like you know in a traditional korean drama that moment where um they were going to take a, a photo and Jung Hae-in was going to like pass her, you know. In a traditional right, right. Korean drama, they were going to like slow-mo that stuff and oh, do yeah. a little like soundtrack where they like, he passes her and she's like, uh, you know. No, it was all just like, it's all happening and it's all happening and she's like subtly like shaken, trying not to, yeah. you know. So I really love, love, love the style of this show and how sort of like it it injects a little bit more realism into it which mm, i really yeah. like um but i mean juhei in in this show uh, the way he plays it it does kind of feel like it does feel you can feel the age gap a bit yeah he does feel younger than her right mm-hmm. and you know it's a it's a role where like you're at an age so he's like 28 in this show and at age when you want to feel like a grown-up right like you you want to say like i have done some things i have a job i've you know my childhood was like not the best i have you know like i've gone through some things so i am an adult now and i know how to like right i mean he's lived abroad yeah at the beginning of the show he has just come back from three years in the u.s yeah so so it's like i i can deal with life like life come at me i can deal with it but can you (laughs) right yeah there are still like showing how there are some experiences that you have not experienced you know being this much in love with somebody in a very serious manner is something that he has never done right going through this kind of obstacle her mom is something Mm -hmm. that you've never done and it like mm-hmm. complicates further that you have known them all your life um and yeah. they said they you know um call you family even though woof that man got into question real quick <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know so people who you love and respect suddenly hurting you in such a way is i don't know something you haven't really experienced in that way Right. And just, you know, him thinking that he could handle this and made a decision that did not involve her was very mm-hmm. immature, right? That showed mm-hmm. his inexperience and immaturity. Well, some might say that her actions were either wishy-washy or too reserved. But she also knows, like, you have to think. You have to really stop and think and have a plan to deal with something like this you cannot just knee-jerk react to it because it'll like go nowhere 
and then yeah. you will prove them right after a yeah. while, right? So, yeah, Opa has huge impulse control problems oh, yes. in this show. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, but I thought that was like appropriate for like his character, you know, like what mm. he was oh, going yeah. through, where he was in life and in opposition to what where she was and mm-hmm. how that like, how different they are in like dealing with situations and issues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was very good. <laughs> It was very, very well conveyed. And I just thought, I mean, goodness. <laughs> very, very good. He's very good. He's so yeah. good. <laughs> he, is, he is very good. I mean, I think that the this show's big, my big note for this show is that you know, and you were sort of saying this earlier, like after the first couple of episodes are so swoony, like through episode six are so swoony. Mm-hmm. And then it's just everything terrible after that mm-hmm. for like most of 10 episodes. I mean, because not only is their storyline very heavy, mm-hmm. but also the sort of secondary storyline at her workplace right. is just so... So, which, I mean, I think is good, like, that I have not seen another Korean drama that tried to tackle workplace sexism Mm -hmm. in the way that this one has, Mm -hmm. but it's so brutal, you know, I mean, just because it's terrible, Mm -hmm. like, the way these women have been treated is terrible, like, the men who are in charge are so terrible, and there's no respite at any point you know it's like the terribleness Mm -hmm. of the main storyline and the terribleness of the secondary storyline and there's like no break from it Mm -hmm. that's why it feels like in you know in these shows you need to have some break of the tension otherwise it's just too overwhelming right for the audience Mm -hmm. and this show did not have it Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, that's really like an unfortunate thing because otherwise I would like wholeheartedly recommend this to everyone. But like, yeah, I mean, it does just drag it down, that whole thing. And yeah. I don't know, like you said, it could have at least been shorter, would have been good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I still like want people to watch it because it is good in a, like most ways. Oh, like so many ways. all of its Absolutely. other ways it is so good yeah. i mean even like her terrible mother is good because she, you you are convinced she is terrible like every time i see her oh, i'm yeah. like are you gonna be terrible because <laughs> mm-hmm. you are so convincing mm-hmm. as a terrible mother in this one show um she is succeeding in her terribleness as it were mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i still want people to watch it because it's just really good in a lot of other ways it's just like be warned that that can be tedious and not joyful for for a while but there is some payoff you know and again like this is where i'm also like you know it's kind of realistic how you're not going to have a total victory both Mm. at home and in the workplace even though Mm -hmm. you do win a little you know she did win a little They do win a little, you know, but it's not going to be 100% what you want ever. That's like what happens in real life. And I think that's like 
really in keeping with sort of the tone of the show. Um, so, yeah. oh, friends, everyone's so good in it. True. I agree. There are so many good things about it. I I mean, honestly, I think there are two things that I would change about this drama Mm. that I think would vastly improve it. Mm -hmm. I would shorten it to 12 episodes Mm -hmm. so that the point at which they get discovered Mm -hmm. would is the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like the end of the first act, essentially. Um and that soundtrack, which we don't have to talk about, but like in rewatching part of it this week, it's just not satisfying to watch it with the sound off. Mm-hmm. Like I really tried to watch it with the sound off mm-hmm. to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to some extent worked, but <laughs> that, I mean, it's it's kind of egregious, that soundtrack. It is. Like, it's, I mean, it's it's a unique trigger warning, friends, but yeah, it'll, it's an earworm. Like it'll be difficult to get it out of your yeah. head. Well, but I also think it's somewhat disruptive to... Yeah. Like, I think they use it at points when it's not appropriate. Yeah. Like, yeah, when yeah. it's totally not appropriate with what's going on in the show. Like, it's not just that it's an earworm, mm-hmm. but I was actually surprised when I was watching some of it um, just earlier today to discover that there was some actual scoring mm-hmm. under part of it. Because most of the time there isn't any score. Yeah. It's these mm-hmm. pop songs mm-hmm. that they use in lieu of score. And I just think that that's not appropriate all the time. Right. I think it's just overused for sure. Yeah. Um, is like the real problem is really like it's yeah. too much of it in like one episode. Right. Like like every yeah. other scene. you, And it's really unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yeah. <sighs> well too much but too those are my two I, yeah. I really think it would be so vastly yeah. improved mm-hmm. with those two changes because mm-hmm. i think you can get through the sort of slog of you know the second half mm-hmm. if it were only like five five episodes mm-hmm. instead of 10 episodes yeah. essentially or nine episodes yeah. it's it's too much it's real hard to watch mm-hmm. Some of One Spring Night is hard to watch. And we talked about this also because I had just watched Spring Night, One Spring Night when we recorded the Sonny Jin episode. Mm-hmm. So we also ta- ended up talking about it a little bit in that episode that it w- is the fraternal twin of Something mm-hmm. in the Rain. And rewatching, well, I mean, a lot of both of them this week. <laughs> literally almost the same cast (laughs) like i forgot that um hanji min's terrible boyfriend Mm -hmm. in one spring night is one of the camping friends oh i mean he's barely in it but he's one of the camping friends in something in the rain i was like (laughs) seriously I mean, and these dramas are only a year apart, so I was in my imagination imagining the casting director who works with <laughs> this just went down the director list. <laughs> and writer. Like, call everyone. It, yes, these two dramas have the same director and writer. Yeah. The casting director just like going around the set of Something in the Rain being like, hey, are you busy next year? I have like this <laughs> sign-up sheet. Do you want to be in another drama with all the same people? <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. It's uh, and it's. I think the, it's <laughs> the parent part is the most. 
Yes. Like mind bending ones. <laughs> yeah. The parent part is the, the, the hardest to, because, okay. So in something in the rain, there are Sunyi Jin's parents. Her mother is terrible and her father is pretty nice. If a little bit of a doormat. And then in one spring night, uh, the mother from Something in the Rain is Hanji Min's character's mother mm-hmm. in that drama. Uh, I think her father, yeah, her father is not in Mm-mm. Something in the Rain. But then Hayin's father's character, character's father, is the same actor who's Sun Ye Jin's father mm-hmm. <laughs> in Something in the Rain. So now it's so, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. don't watch them back to back. I, I did that yesterday and it was like, wait, my brain is going to explode. Anyway, I don't have nearly the same reservations oh, yeah. uh, with One Spring Night, oh, yeah. even though there's so much DNA shared. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some of the things that didn't work in Something in the Rain, you know, I don't know if that experience helped them work it out for One Spring Night. But even rewatching it, I was like, I have almost zero notes mm-hmm. for this show. I still feel like that. The pop song soundtrack is a little bit obtrusive mm-hmm. at times, but not not at, as not at the level anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, not at all, yeah. not at all. Um, but you know, it is the same like three pop songs yeah. over and over and over again, and they're so. And I mean, I think for me, it's harder because they're in English. Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard to fade them out mm-hmm. because like they're in English, mm-hmm. so I actually understand what they're saying, but. Any hoozles, any hoozles. One Spring Night stars Jung Hae-in. His character is Yu Ji-ho, and the female lead is Han Ji-min. Her character is Lee Jong-in. She is a librarian. Uh, and she is in a... At the beginning of the drama, she is in a stagnant, long-term relationship. And then she is out... Well, she's not out drinking. She's in drinking with her good friend. And then she has to go to work the next day. And she's super hungover. (laughs) So she stops in at the pharmacy for a hangover cure. And who is our pharmacist but the delightful Yuji Ho. And that is how they meet each other. Uh, I just have to, like, insert a little note here that... You know, I mentioned in the last episode that I just watched Call It Love. My opa, Sung Joon, in Call It Love, is a pharmacist. And I'm like, okay, so hot pharmacist is a thing, apparently, in Korea. So, you know, if I ever go to Korea, forget about Subway. I'm not going to Subway to train my soulmate. I'm just going to hang around the pharmacies and, uh, you know, buy some vitamins. Anyway. So he's a pharmacist. They meet each other. They have like an immediate spark. Um, but they're both they're both really sad hmm. because of their lives. Mm-hmm. And the, that first couple of episodes, because I love those two actors so much, the first time I watched it made me really sad because I was like, oh, they're both so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> in their lives. But then they meet each other mm-hmm. and they're given you know, some hope. So um, I feel like this drama is probably the most realistic K-drama that I've watched. Although Something in the Rain is also extremely 
realistic. Mm -hmm. I would say that that, you know, I just (laughs) don't enjoy the realism (laughs) so much. I mean, we do, Um, like, go to K-dramas to escape reality most of the time. (laughs) Right. So, you know. Right. I mean, these are, like, good products, but, like, not necessarily the thing you want to reach for all the time, you know. That's Mm. all. But it's so good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think One Spring Night has in its favor, like, the terrible stuff is in the first half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's, I mean, in some ways, almost the mirror image of Something in the Rain, Mm -hmm. because Something in the Rain has all the fun stuff Mm -hmm. in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and then it gets real terrible and stays real terrible for a long (laughs) time. Whereas in One Spring Night, for one thing, it's more gradual. Like, it takes them a while to really, like, get together. Right. Um, but also like it's you know a happier story mm-hmm. moving forward. Not that there aren't serious obstacles, and you know, I mean, it it feels like very real problems mm-hmm. in one spring night, um, which I appreciate about it because it always makes me a little bonkers when I'm watching something. I'm like, is I mean, would this really be a real problem in real life? Where you just making it seem like yeah. this is a problem because this is a show anyway um so you know both of the the main characters have a lot of stuff going on in their lives Hanjiman's character has been in this relationship for several years and her father is involved in a work setting with the boyfriend's father Mm -hmm. the soon-to-be ex-boyfriend's father not soon enough to be ex-boyfriend's father um you know and there's her father is the terrible one in this show also terrible no comparison to sonya jin's father or sonya jin's mother rather Mm -hmm. in something in the rain like her father does not compare terrible wise but he's the terrible one in that family Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and also like secondary storylines that are real serious, but it has a lot more relief to the terrible story. You know, it's not just terrible, 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 terrible. Um, I mean, one of the things that I really love about this show is both of their characters are, have so many competing forces pulling them in different directions Uh you know and they're trying to do the best they can in these circumstances but there's just it's just real complicated and both of them are such gifted actors that you really can see all of that complication i mean for the first i think beyond the halfway point of this drama like they both are constantly saying things out loud, especially to each other, that are not literally what they mean, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're they're saying one thing with their words because it's like the right thing to say mm-hmm. or the acceptable thing to say. And they're in this situation that's like on the cusp of being unacceptable. Um, you know, so they're always playing at least two things at once because it's like they're saying one thing, but we know and the other person knows like that's not really what they're saying so there's so much going on and i just think that they're both jung in and hanji min are both so extraordinary at being able to communicate the complexity of all of that and you know all these competing forces 
pulling on them. Um, and you just want, you just want them to be happy <laughs> as the audience. You just want it to work out. Um, but I can't not mention, I think one of the really things that brightens up this drama, I mean, and this is good, I guess a spoiler, but it's like revealed in the first episode, so it's not really a spoiler. Um, So one of the obstacles in their path is the fact that Hayden's character is a single dad, Uh and his parents are, for the most part, raising his little boy who is five years old. But, you know, that is seen by a lot of people throughout the drama as really a deal breaker. Uh Like, nobody who is not in that situation is going to want to get together with somebody who already has a kid. Uh Um, And he is just the cutest little Anu, (laughs) five years old. He's just, I mean, with no disrespect to any of the many noodles that I love in Korean dramas, but he is the cutest And I think one reason why it resonates so much with me is that he really seems like a little kid. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem like a child actor. Right. Like, he really comes across as a little kid. And again, you know, I think that that's partly the realistic style of the draw. You know, sometimes he'll be talking to a grown-up and then just, like, walk away. (laughs) Are we done here? Um But, oh, gosh, he's just so cute and such a delight that even, you know, in these things that are hard to watch sometimes, these characters are going through such struggles Mm -hmm. that it's just always made better every time Unwoo is in it. (laughs) I I love him. I love this drama. I mean, I I gave this drama a 10 Mm -hmm. out of 10. Mm -hmm. I really have almost no notes. Mm -hmm. And... uh, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, it's it's a melancholy drama. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch it every mm-hmm. week, but it's definitely worth repeated watching because it's so, so, so good. <laughs> yeah, I would um, second everything you just said. I also really love this. I have almost no notes as well. Um, you know, one of, I still remember the well, I've only watched it once. I haven't revisited it. And I feel like hmm, maybe it's time. <laughs> um, mm. When I watched it the first time, what really, really struck me is really Han Jimin, as she struggles through that getting out of one relationship and into another, you know how mm. like that sense of like, this is kind of wrong, but mm. I want it anyway. Mm-hmm. And like making moves towards that way, but trying to justify yourself along the mm-hmm. way. And then, I don't know, there's just that like struggle that she has trying to deal with that. And the things that she does yeah. and the things that she says are all so, I like, I hear that. I see that. It's so mm-hmm. realistic. You know, she is, mm-hmm. of course. It's like something, it's not so, you know, these situations are rarely black and white, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's not always like, here's this stopping point, and here's this starting point, and this is where this ends, this is where this begins. Often there is a lot of overlap in these kinds of situations. And 
Um, so it's hard, you know, I, I see how like in a different kind of drama, you know, people will like call her out and be like, that is like something like a bad person would do. Like that kind of like mm. black and white kind yeah, of yeah. mentality. Um, and here, you know, she does struggle with it and people who like find out are also like, well, I don't know, you know, like they're trying to like understand her, but also there is judgment like everyone in the world would have. Um, yeah. I just, I just thought her portrayal of that struggle is just so, so, so excellent. And I just really, yeah. it really resonated with me that whole kind of messy situation when mm-hmm. you're when you don't realize it yet how you have yeah yeah fallen out of love with this one person and then suddenly you're like oh wait <laughs> what do i do um yeah. kind of thing and you know if you know you know that just that whole scene outside of um Hayen's apartment <laughs> just uh, anyway it's so good he is so good like he is like really the master of conveying a lot of things yes in a look yes (laughs) in just Mm -hmm. a gesture i mean he is just so good at that and you know he is also conflicted because he is in this situation he he realizes that you know her family probably is not thrilled would not be thrilled so Mm -hmm. you know that kind of like i really want her but I don't know if I am good for her kind right. of struggle was so also right. just he does such a good job portraying that as well but also like yeah. him being a dad and an imperfect dad you know like he's mm-hmm. still learning he doesn't know everything yeah. you know he's a good dad but you know sometimes he doesn't handle things as well as she should be I mean, that's all, like, so real, too, right? Like, all parents are just making it up as you go. Kudos to you. (laughs) Parents out there. Especially when you don't do it all the time, right? right? I mean, he's, in some ways, like a part-time dad. Yeah. Like, he sees sees Unwoo sometimes during the week, but, like, at bedtime, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, for the most part, he lives apart from Mm -hmm. his parents and Unwoo and... Um, mostly spends time with them on the weekends yeah. and um, they have such a great relationship too I mean just right. like all all of his scenes with mm-hmm. the little noodle are right. complicated <sighs> and nuanced right and another thing I really love about this show is um, the sister bond that Han Ji-min's mm. character and her two sisters have together so Han Ji-min yeah. is the middle sister she has a younger sister and an older sister and like just how much they just have their each other's back you know there's no questioning when somebody is like in trouble they're like not questioning are you sure you're in trouble are you sure you're not misunderstanding what situation you are in and just like no yeah let's get you out of this situation right Mm -hmm. the heck now um Mm -hmm. kind of like fierce love between them i just really really enjoyed that and it was refreshing it's refreshing yeah. to not just have people suffer unnecessarily in mm. this show. You know, like there are yeah. people that um, do understand you and really will have your back. And 
I feel like a lot of dramas sometimes lack that, you know, there's always, you know, like your parents and your family and your friends even sometimes will just question like, are you sure you didn't misunderstand that? Like, are you sure like Mm -hmm. that is what he was doing or that's what Mm -hmm. the situation is about? And like, that's so disheartening when you're trying to like get help from somebody because you're in a bad situation and they're the first thing they do is like (laughs) undermine what you're saying right like are you sure i'm like yes i'm sure why am i here if i'm not sure like my goodness so yeah i I just really really love that just struck me as something like very precious and very good about the show but just like yeah uh, so beautifully shot too like please Mm. i just want some beautiful cafes in my neighborhood can i just uh, right can i just uh my gosh um but yeah just really phenomenal performances from like everyone yeah. like yeah the terrible ex-boyfriend was not terrible at first like right he like his transformation is like something to behold like really it's yeah it's a little scary but it's also like ooh <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. also very good like that guy oh, yeah. like what he <laughs> had to put himself through my goodness um so yeah oh, please watch it it's yeah. so good it so it'll good. put you in a mood but it's good it's it's real good yeah i mean and there are it's not it doesn't have the same swoony vibes as something in the mm-hmm. rain but it's not like there's no oh, swoony yes. stuff yeah yeah there's definitely some swoony moments there and just like Junghae ends in it like what do you think is happening <laughs> here you guys like uh his face alone is just like swoon central i mean the way he just looks at people he loves yeah is, i mean we mm. We have said in other episodes, he is the heart eyes Opa. <laughs> N- nobody, nobody does heart eyes like oh, Junghae. Oh my and. gosh. It's just like, this is like, he, he does not have love poker face. Okay. Like, oh, no. you will know immediately that he is <laughs> in love face. with somebody. Because my goodness, the way he looks at all his co-stars is just, mm. <sighs> please look at me like that Opa. <laughs> Continuing on the melancholy train. Mm. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Cheer up. Opa, like, what is what is your penchant for melancholy themes? But um I want to say this might be like the most melancholy one of the three. Oh, what? Uh, poss- possibly, mm. possibly. We'll see. So next we're going to talk about a piece of your mind. And we have not talked about the show yet. Uh, only in a catch up. Yeah. After I was finished watching it. Okay. So a piece of your mind is about uh, Chesu Bin, who plays Han So Woo. And she is a recording engineer. She's a sound engineer at a recording studio. And uh, Jung Hae In plays Moon Ha Won, who is a kind of like tech person 
that develops like softwares mm. and they're working closely with sort of the um at least in this project the like healthcare industry mm. so this is like uh, a kind of technology that doesn't exist now so i hesitate to call it like sci-fi because it's only like the one component right but it's he's basically developing a device that could capture someone's personality through their memories as they like record it okay so this is how they connect is um him trying to obtain a certain recording sort of indirectly and circuitously is <laughs> there's reasons for it but he's trying to get this one one person's recording in order to you know make this device mm-hmm. um but like eventually you know he's trying to get as like sort of a certain number of recordings done which we don't really like see it happening but that mm-hmm. is like the goal to get you know this device um made and distributed to people so it's like in the early stages so they're basically doing a trial with this one first prototype okay but it is also like kind of a personal project for him mm. um so this is where like sort of the technology sort of loses me a little bit like i don't super know how it really works mm-hmm. but there is an algorithm where there's like a key word or a key situation that will unlock the personality. So oh. at first, when you turn it on with just the sort of the recording that has been, you know, programmed into it to make basically like an AI type. Okay. Thing. So you're talking to the device like it's the person. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking to it and... In the beginning, it's just going to be like a Google thing. It's <laughs> like, just like the default setting. Right. The default setting is like you're going to ask like, oh, what is the weather today? And they're mm-hmm. going to tell you what the weather is. You right, know, right. that kind of stuff. But then if you can unlock its personality mm-hmm. through, it's really familiarity. So you need to know like the things they like. Who is their family? Gotcha. Like, so you've got to try all these different things to try to unlock it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think in the beginning, they weren't very, very clear about how this works. Okay. And so that that kind of like lost me a little. But then um, eventually, because then they used it for uh, at least one other situation. Mm-hmm. Then it became like, oh, I see like what this is. But they were trying to target like for like Alzheimer oh. um, patients mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, so that's I thought that was really really interesting but anyway so they they connect these two people Mm -hmm. and they each have a kind of like trauma that they're trying to um, overcome work with Mm -hmm. individually but then like just like one spring night you know it's like kind of like these two damaged people that come together Mm -hmm. And, like, unbeknownst to them, they would, like, heal each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing. And it took, like, again, a minute for them to really get there because there's, like, other situations. I don't want to spoil too much of it that are in the way that has to, like, 
be resolved first. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the way like they connected to each other, I thought was very, it was very lovely and soft, mm. <laughs> you know. And it's like again, like just like beautifully shot. You know, part of it is in Norway. Oh, and it's like all this. All this snow. Yeah, the overseas component is in Norway. Um, And there's like our favorite now teenage noodle, Namdarum. (laughs) Plays young Jung Hae in at a point. Um, And then uh, there's a second lead. There's two second leads. So between the four of them, how they intertwined, how they connect to each other, I thought was very, really smart mm. and interesting mm-hmm. and not like shoved in there, mm-hmm. you know? Like sometimes connections are just like sort of made up, like they work together, you know, that kind of right, thing. Right, right. But this one, there's like the really sort of complexity of how they relate to each other before they even knew that they did mm-hmm. is really like quite good I thought Mm -hmm. and then really one of the journeys is finding that connection Mm -hmm. and there's like tension about that discovery like them keeping it like yanking it taut every Mm -hmm. time it's almost there Mm -hmm. is like kind of genius kind of frustrating yeah yeah (laughs) because you're like ah and no (laughs) (laughs) and no (laughs) so that happens quite a few times. Um, Can I just ask, again, is it yeah. like, does the audience know and the characters don't know or the audience also doesn't know? The audience knows a certain extent. Okay. There is a mm-hmm. mystery that is so vague mm-hmm. in the beginning that doesn't really like, it does get teased out, okay. but not really. And that part we don't know and they don't know. Okay. Um, so you are finding out with them. Right, right. So as far, yeah, so but, as, far yeah. as the revelation, it's like you as the audience are also wanting to know. It's not that mm-hmm. you as the audience know and you want them to find out. Right. You know. Yeah. There's, there's, there's one part that is that. Right? Okay. There's one part that is like we know and I'm, we're like, please hurry up and know. Right. But then there's another part that you are finding out with them. Okay. And then they do like multi-levels. Oh. Like it gets to a point where you find out, oh, so that's it. But that's not it. Uh-huh. There's another okay. piece of that. So it keeps your attention for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it is what people would call slow. Okay. It, it definitely is what people would call slow because there's a lot of beautiful scenic shots a lot of thinking, a lot of longing, a lot of voiceovers mm-hmm. while you're longing. You know, there's this this kind of yeah. thing, which I I don't quite mind in the show because it is like, for me, the kind of show that I really like is this kind of really moody. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like all in your feelings and almost like the overall plot is secondary to those feelings. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice to have a plot to like thread through. Mm-hmm the whole thing but ultimately it's just the most interesting thing to me is 
relationships between people yeah. in this show and people's journey through like their pain and into healing which mm-hmm. is a theme in here like sort of over and over again mm. and just the actors are just phenomenal in portraying all of that and like just ah special special shout out to Miss Lee Jung-un oh. just what a performance <laughs> just ah I mean, I always love her anyway. My God. Yeah. She is just really, really so, so good. So, so good. Um, Let's see. Other friends. Lots of friends. So many friends. Just, but it's also like kind of a small cast, which is Mm. really nice. Yeah. So you can like really concentrate on it. Now, this is a show that was supposed to be 16 episodes, but was condensed to 12 because of low ratings. Hmm. I think it really benefited it because it really went straight to the resolution instead of like, again, meandering to somewhere else. Right. I think prolonging, prolonging it would have been a mistake. I think actually it helped it a lot. I think the only thing is there is one um, part of a secondary plotline resolution that isn't quite as satisfying to me. Like I felt Mm. like perhaps they had more to say about that, Mm -hmm. but they just, um, they didn't drop it, but they sort of had to like, you know, end it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I thought that was, it was too soon for that Mm. part to Mm -hmm. be that, or maybe like they just left it more open than otherwise it would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's really like sort of the only thing. I really love this kind of show. You know, you might not like it if you don't like things that move a bit slow. Right. Um, it's a slow burn for sure. But it's, I just think it's so beautiful. It puts you in, a, you know, a certain like emotional place. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the people's stories are like really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and Jung Hae In, what can <laughs> I say? What can I say that I haven't already said? Like, okay, he is a little bit awkward in terms of social interactions because mm. he's a tech guy. Mm. <laughs> but he's also like a genius tech guy. So he mm. like, you know, skipped grades and went right. to school real young and he's just a genius kind of person. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have time to socialize, I guess. I don't know. But, but we're here to believe that he is not good with people and he's sometimes like very abrupt and mm. sort of like too uh honest with people too direct yeah <laughs> too direct you know that kind of thing but in a very soft way <laughs> mm. um but you know eventually he recognized in um Sewoo's uh person a kindred spirit of sorts and Mm -hmm. so you know it's his own pain is something that he's absolutely not relaying to anyone else like he Mm. is like the only keeper Mm -hmm. of that like he does Mm -hmm. not talk to people even those who are closest to him you know he just like doesn't and so to have her as somebody who he can relate to she can relate to Mm -hmm. finding that person finally was like 
so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> it's just like really just them recognizing somebody like similar to them. Yeah. And finally being able to like, you know, let go of some things. And I don't know. That process is really, I, I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I do recommend it. Please give it a try. It might not be to your taste, but I just think it's like, again, really well made. Please, all these aesthetic places, where are mm. they? <laughs> just like, yeah, just really, really good. It's really, I think it's a really good story. I just thought the performances are great. Mm-hmm. The production is great. You know, this is where like music is really like good too, because it's about mm. To a certain extent, like one of the characters is a musician. So the second male lead is a pianist. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of like actually good music in it. Um, So give it a try, friends. I love it. I love it. I for sure want to watch it. I mean, it sounds like it'll be right up my alley. Plus, Mm -hmm. I really like both of those leads. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to uh, watching that. You know what I was not looking forward to watching? (laughs) What a segue! (laughs) I mean, not... Yeah, I mean, I I was pretty sure I was not going to love this Mm. next drama that we're going to talk about. I was pretty sure. I was like, you're brave, Lynn, to take this on. (laughs) Well, okay, so like a year ago, I want to say, I watched uh, on Apple Plus, I watched Dr. Brain with mm-hmm. Lisa Gunn and also a lot of other mm-hmm. friends. Uh, Uteo is in it. Yeah. And it is it is what I would describe as dark sci-fi. Like right. it is, you know, mm-hmm. a sci-fi premise um, and there's a lot of darkness to it. And there's like, as I recall, there's some like kind of yucky stuff to it, but like mostly it's sort of psychological and dark. Mm-hmm. So I thought connect was going to be like that yeah that was my impression too (laughs) it is not Uh, (laughs) so uh connect jung-hee-in plays ha dong su sort of that's what his character is called um and uh go kyung pyo is the co-lead second lead i mean it's mostly the two of them there are a lot of other people in it too but it is horror the genre Mm. of this show is horror which it's real short i mean it's six like 40 minute episodes Mm. so even if i had realized that going into it i might have still watched it um i mean it took me until about episode three until i was like oh this show is a horror (laughs) (laughs) okay uh so i am very much not the target audience for this show i found it real real difficult to watch Mm -hmm. there is a lot of gore there's a lot of real gnarly violence um, you know, I mean, I talked when in the catch up when I watched Vincenzo, I talked about how difficult I found the violence in mm-hmm. this show. And this show is 
Vincenzo is 20 episodes. I think there is maybe more gnarly violence, certainly gnarlier violence Ooh. than, yeah, it's, oh man, it, I found it very, very tough to watch. So, I mean, I can't, if you're like me, don't watch this show. I mean, I know I'm not the boss of you. I know I always say that, but if you're like me and you do not like horror things, just don't watch it. It's, it is for real horror. Um, if you like horror, if that's your jam, I actually think it's well done in that genre. Um, I think, you know, the, the fact that it's real short is to its credit. Mm. I think the story is compelling. Um, you know, it moves quickly, but there's a lot of really, oh, really terrible things that mm. happen. Um, so just briefly, I will say I enjoyed the first two minutes. Like I went back and watched <laughs> like, the first two minutes are very charming. And then it all goes away. It all falls apart. So okay. what happens in the first two minutes is Hayden Opa is like wandering the streets and he's singing this song, which we don't know at the time, but is going to become an important motif in the story. It's a song that he, an original song of his, and he's sort of in his melancholy way, walking the streets and singing this song. Then the next thing that happens is he gets abducted by organ thieves people who are like kidnap people and kill them to steal oh. their organs and sell them yeah. on the black market mm -hmm. so that's like after the nice acapella singing that's literally the first thing that happens is he gets <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> by organ thieves um and we find out very quickly that he is what is called in the drama a connect which is a subgroup of humans, a new species of humans, question marks, like described in different ways. His body has the ability to spontaneously heal itself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is kind of a spoiler, but it's also in like the first 10 minutes of the show. So he's been kidnapped by the these really really terrible people uh the guy is like cutting him open has taken his organs out has taken his eyes out there's so much eyeball stuff in this show, oh friends oh yeah there's so much eyeball stuff um has removed his eyes and he's like lying on the you know the operating table with all his like different parts strewn in different areas uh, but because of his unique abilities, like his, his organs like make their way back into his body and spontaneously what? heal. Right. Uh, and then he like, once his organs come back into his body, he like revives, his eyeballs are still out of his head. Mm -hmm. Um, but he like is able to get reunited with one of his eyeballs but then the guy who's been cutting him up like becomes aware of what is happening. And so he escapes, leaving his one eyeball behind. <laughs> he 
jumps out of the window naked, which I mean, if you're a connect, there's really nothing you can do. Like you can jump out of a window naked because all of your skin will heal. Like all of your bones Uh will heal. Everything will be back to normal. Um, after, you know, a few minutes, it'll be excruciatingly painful, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, so the remaining eyeball for reasons that are never really explained, gets transplanted into Go Kyung Pyo. Oh. Um, and then they have these moments where, like, their two brains connect and hey, in because of because he is a connect, mm-hmm. he can see through his eyeball, which is now in Go Kyung Pyo. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but Go Kyung Pyo is a really heinous serial killer. Ooh. Is it redundant to say heinous serial killer? <laughs> I think right. in this case it is not redundant because it's so, so, so hideous, the things that happen. Um, anyway, that is the main setup. Oh my goodness. Uh, and the parts when people weren't getting like hacked up by hatchets were still real hard to watch because, because of his background, um, Dong Su, you know, doesn't fit in society and we don't really find out like a lot about his background other than Mm -hmm. he's been like rejected by society. So he very much lives on the fringes, but you can see on his face, like almost all the time that he's out in the world, he's terrified. Like Mm -hmm. every moment of his life, he is terrified. And that's just hard to watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, harder to watch than what I was saying before about, you know, one spring night when they're both so sad like watching him just be afraid was real hard to watch i mean outside of all the other stuff that made it really really (laughs) hard to watch um so like i say if this is your jam though i think you will like it i don't know question mark like it's so far away from being my jam uh do I regret watching it? That's that's hard to say. I mean, I thought he was so good in it, like in a real strange, hard role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really like Go Kyung Pyo. I think I liked him more before I watched this. <laughs> I need to go rewatch Reply 1988 now. Be like, Sun Woo, my friend, come back to me. Uh, But I think it's well done. So, Uh you know, I didn't know on my spreadsheet where I like give shows a zero to 10 ranking. I I just put like a shrugging emoji. Like, I don't even know. Like it was so hard for me to watch. If it were mm-hmm. any, if it were much longer than it was, I don't think I would have been able to get through it. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. very much like just, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I watched between my fingers. There's oh. some stuff that I skipped over. Um, but I mean, I think if you like this kind of thing, I think it might be worth watching. That's the best Mm -hmm. I can do because it's so far away from something that I want to (laughs) watch. Yeah. 
I mean, if it came down to, I was asking myself this question this week. If it came down to, I have to watch again, Snowdrop or Connect. Oh. <laughs> how did I get myself in this terrible situation where I have to watch one of those dramas again? I mean, I think I would have to choose Connect because it's so much shorter. There is... True. There is more stuff that I enjoyed in Snowdrop, but yeah. it is so, you know, I mean, Snowdrop is more than three times as long. Mm-hmm. It's like more than four times as long. Might be more than six times as long. Anyway, it's a lot, a lot longer pain. So mm-hmm. do with mm-hmm. that information what you will. <laughs> that's, that's the best I can do. I watched this show for you, friends. I watched it so we would have a more complete picture of Jung Hae in. Uh, I actually don't think any less of him for having accepted this role though because I think it is a complicated role. I can see why he would choose it. Yeah and you know what we event I mean ultimately you want your faves to do a you know variety of roles like I know they like I don't know some people just get typecast for some stuff but yeah um, you know, and not every story has a villain, which is good. Like, I don't mm. like, I don't really like stories with villains anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to stretch your acting muscles to see if you can inhabit, like, different personalities and mm-hmm. different head spaces. And I think that's important to be able to, like, do different things. So, yeah, I mean, good for him trying out different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of special effects, as you might imagine, <laughs> in yeah. this show. So I would think, you know, as an actor, that would be intriguing, too, because mm-hmm. a lot of, like, dramas aren't that kind of thing that, you know, do all this kind of special effects. So, yeah. well, I guess I'll have to think long and hard before <laughs> I decide oh, dude, to... do not do it. Do oh, my God. not do it. Watch the first two minutes. Okay. And then as soon as that song stops, be like, I'm stopping too. We are all done. Honestly, I do not think that you will get anything out of this other than being really horrified. Okay. Well, speaking of gore, Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're continuing our journey. With DP. DP, mm. another shorty. I think this one also only has six episodes. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah. And also short uh, episodes, right? Yeah. I mean, also yeah, yeah. short episodes. Mm-hmm. Less than an hour episodes. I think they vary too. Like some yeah. episodes are longer than others kind of thing. So, well, DP is a story um, about your time during mandatory military service mm. and uh, Jung Hae-in plays An Jun Ho who is currently serving he's a young man who is just trying to trying to get by because mm. he doesn't really have a good family life you know he's things are not looking up for him like right before he enlisted yeah <laughs> So he comes in, he's just like, okay, I got called up, so I'm going to go. But he has, like, 
you know, no expectation, really. And he comes in there and things are not great in there, friends. Mm. Just real not great. There's a lot of, I mean, to call it bullying seems mild. Um, There's a lot of abuse going on with people who have, like, temporary power, right? Right. People who have been there longer than you, which is like, can only be 18 months. longer than you right like just people who have assumed some kind of leadership role and just abusing people that he perceives to be below him right Mm -hmm. for no reason there's absolutely zero reason this is just like how we behave basically Mm -hmm. um kind of mentality and he's (laughs) he's trying not to get in trouble but people are picking on him anyway but then he got gets roped in to this little unit to call it a unit is kind of funny too because there's only two of them <laughs> two guys. there's only two guys doing it which is going to the dp unit which is retrieving people who have sort of defected so they ran away from their mm. military service so they're trying to like bring them back so they can either be punished or complete their, you know, just to get them back. Because once you're in the military, um, you sort of have to, like, go by their laws. Like, mm-hmm. like the police, they're trying to not involve the police. So they're, like, trying to get their people back before they have right. to, like, tell people that people have run away. Right. So it's also, like, saving face thing as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, like, just everyone on every level is (laughs) ridiculous. Like, I find them ridiculous because they're just only no one thing. Mm -hmm. And they're following that one thing. And they're, it makes no sense. Like, it has no, like, humanity attached to it. There's no, like, real thought to it. There's no nuance to it. Like, it's just, like, this is the rule, so we're just going to do it. When... So this show is portraying sort of vignettes of Mm. like different people who have run away, why they have run away and like what what they're doing when they're out there, you know, Mm. and just there has to be like for something like this, there needs to be a lot of empathy, right? Like You Mm. need to have sort of that human aspect of it to save them, you know, because um, like most of the times they defect because they are getting abused right or things are too hard based on their personality mm. you know so you see a few different cases that are like very different from each other and just portraying like different people's struggles with sort of that aspect of life um mm-hmm. and also there's like a through through line story with sort of the unit that he's in and the people that he is um serving with like that that little unit and it's showing how that experience changes people Mm. right um i don't know if y'all are (laughs) familiar with this but i i majored in psychology and we in one class they of course showed us that video of how they did the the prison experiment 
You know, mm-hmm. they have those students, like some people became guards, some people became mm-hmm. prisoners. And how those that became guards, they totally took on that role and really mm-hmm. like treated people some kind of way, you know, and they're not real. They're not. Right. Right. They're not real. So this is the kind of syndrome that is happening in in this situation because mm-hmm. they're not like really the people who are like lifers there that are doing this. There are people who are only there for 18 months who are doing these atrocious things. And then once they get out back into society, they don't know what to do with themselves because they're back on the, on the bottom. Right. Like they have nobody to boss around anymore. Right. And then this entire hierarchy that they've been living under for 18 months is completely meaningless. Right. And so how do they adjust back? into Mm -hmm. society and how does that impact their future as well um and then how it also impacts people who when they came in they're perfectly nice gentle people but like repeated abuse turns them into something else yeah and that also dictate how they react and in situations and their future and it was just you know a lot of times it's very heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but also there's a lot of, there's a lot of blood. There's mm-hmm. lots of blood in here. You know, there's a lot of men behaving abominably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, you know, so just know it's very good. Y'all it's, yeah. it's very good. And storytelling yeah. wise, it's just like aces, but that part is very difficult. It's, like hard to watch you know yeah you know and Jung Hae-in in this show I feel like the whole time he is very conflicted like I feel mm. like he is one he is really really just trying to survive like he's just right. like I just want to get through this 18 months in peace like right. I will do what is required of me yeah. but no more right and I'm not right. trying to piss off anyone I'm not trying to do whatever I just want to survive <laughs> yeah but then things are happening and he's seeing the changes in people and he's seeing how people are behaving and he's seeing like why people are running away mm. and he talks to these people and there's like an incident that was really shocking that really really affected him with one of the escapees and I, you know he is <laughs> Growing up fast, basically. You know, he's like forced to confront so many terrible, terrible issues in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And him like struggling to keep up emotionally with that, Mm. you know, is really like he really showed how like hard that is. And like the different, you know, at different points, he has like little mini breakdowns and, Mm. you know, but he has a good partner in it. Um, played by Ku Kyo Hwan and he's he's been doing this for a while so he you know he's like kid you need to <laughs> let me show you the ropes kind of thing yeah. like you know what you think is right is not necessarily the best mm. um, you know it might be like the right thing to do but is it the best thing to do mm. for like all involved right right so there he had to like learn real quick like how to make decisions based on what situation you're in 
because right. it's not just them it's also like their higher ups and expectations of like what this is what they're doing and yeah oh it's like it just gets like real complicated towards the yeah. end and then it ends in a way that you're like dippy two please come now <laughs> right <laughs> which it will come later on in the year but yeah I'm not sure it's, when it's coming out. It may actually have come out already by the time this episode airs. It it could. It could. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. We just know it's the second half of the year or whatever that is. Right. Whenever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good, friends. It's really um, well done. Story is mm-hmm. really compelling. Um, performances are amazing. There's just cameos galore. Just oh yeah, so many like just good good, you know mini performances like one episode performances from people, um, some a little extended but really really just it's like an acting piece for sure for mm. a lot of these guys because yeah, it's just a lot of guys. <laughs> it's was, yeah, it's there are almost no women in it. Yeah, so. Um, you know, check it out if you have a strong stomach. <laughs> yeah. Just know that, like, you know, at points you can you can avert. You can mm-hmm. avert your, your gaze until you think they're done <laughs> with whatever's mm. happening. But, yeah, just really, really excellent. It's just so much blood. There's, there's so much blood. Yeah. So bloody. I mean, which is what the story is, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's about these truly appalling things that happen so there's no way to tell the story without to some extent showing those things i mean it wouldn't be this story and a lot of the point of the story is that these appalling things keep being allowed to happen and sort of the systems that allow this to happen i mean i agree 100 percent. i think it's really really excellent but tough to watch. Yeah. We can't leave without discussing also a couple of his very memorable cameos during his early days. I think it's a nice note to like, you know, end this part of the discussion with, which is um, first he had a cameo in Reply 1988 about episode 13 or so where mm-hmm. he um, is somebody who had a crush on Duck Sun and they met again, you know, they were in middle school together and they met again at this concert and she is totally like flirting with him to make the boy he, she's with jealous and and he is, I mean, Johan should be your first choice for a first love cameo, okay? Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. excuse me, the aforementioned Swinny face. But <laughs> It was just well, very, also very he cute. has such a baby face, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he can he could play some of these roles today. He's thirty five, and he could step yeah. in and be like Doc Sun's, you know, eighteen year old <laughs> first love. <laughs> so yeah, just perfect. You know, it's a very short role. You know, there's a very funny scene in the bathroom with mm. uh, <laughs> the other guy. And it's just like, you know, they had a, like, good conversation. And she, he's just like, oh, she's so cute, you know. I mean, 
Ah, just lovely. That's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I mean, it's per- I, I agree that he's the perfect person to put in these roles because the audience is going to get it immediately. Oh, yeah. And to also get why, you know, in, in the case of Reply 1988, why Doc Son's date is like immediately has his hackles <laughs> raised. Like, wait yeah. a second. This super handsome, like very charming guy is... <laughs> You know, the one who had a crush on her? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Be threatened. Be threatened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then the other one is in one of our faves, Goblin. Mm-hmm. Oh, again. <laughs> Untucks first love. He's a baseball player. And, mm-hmm. like, my goodness, that scene where... <laughs> Where Kim Shin just goes into the locker room and goes... Into the locker room. And yes. goes, who is the most handsome? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out. And I was like, correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, also, all the guys on the baseball team were like, oh, yeah, it's him. Yeah, that's what... That, yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one. Everyone agreed. So, uh, that was mm-hmm. an extended, um, I think, over, like, two episodes he was, yeah. like, interacting with Untak. And, but also he had, like, a little backstory with Kim Shin, which was really, really sweet. Um, yeah. Like, like, a nice way to sort of, like, integrate it into their story instead of just, like, mm. a rando guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, so sweet. Was mm-hmm. sweet. Like, they even went on a date, sort of. <laughs> a PPL date. A PPL date that got interrupted, but was still like very sweet. So, oh gosh, there's some real funny stuff <laughs> in the scenes that he's in. It's really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, excellent, excellent cameos. Both. Mm-hmm. Um, don't mind seeing you in other things, just just for the heck of it. Please do some more. Yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. really, casting directors of Korea, mm-hmm. he can just be everyone's first love, mm-hmm. always. Doesn't matter how old. <laughs> totally. Put him in there. The Ambiguous. universal first love. Yes. Jung Hae-in. Ambiguously aged Jung Hae-in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Susie... You're not allowed to say every scene no! of every drama. No! I mean, no. I guess you could. It wouldn't be a very interesting answer. <laughs> what are your favorite... I, this is going to be so hard. What are your favorite <gasps> scenes of Jung Hae-in? Okay. Obviously, it was so hard. And I, as I was watching that last episode of Something in the Room, I was like, well, this one is also very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So... I managed to narrow it down to three from mm-hmm. three different dramas. Mm-hmm. Cl- please clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one is from One Spring Night. Mm-hmm. And I just love this scene and laugh at it every time is when he, he broke down and did some drinking after signing a contract saying he won't be drinking. Mm-hmm. And Han Jimin's like scolding him like the little child that he is. She is sitting down and he's kneeling down. And he, she is just like in, you know, librarian school mar mode. Just like mm-hmm. 
do you know what you did wrong? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And he's just like trying to make excuses. And she's like, uh-huh. And then he goes, my stomach hurts. <laughs> just like that. Just yeah. like that. My stomach, my, stomach <laughs> my stomach hurts. And she goes, really? Who did you learn that from? Anu? <laughs> your son? Your little your little son? And he cannot deny it. He cannot deny <laughs> it. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. I love, love, love that little interaction. Yeah. Okay. So the second one is from While You Were Sleeping. And it's the shadow selfie. If you know, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I almost picked this one too, Sus. Oh, it's it is so sweaty. So sweaty. Um, and then the last one is maybe my most favorite, which is from Something in the Rain. And at some point, Gina loses her phone or her phone is uh, damaged. I forget which. She doesn't have her phone. And so she, he gives mm. her his phone. And so when he gets it back, she had recorded something on it. Mm-hmm. I will not spoil the contents of it, but his ding-dang face while he is listening to mm-hmm. this recording in the middle of wherever on his bike. He had to stop yeah. his bike. He did stop his bike. Ah, ah. <laughs> Just like... The the combination of the content of that recording and his reaction to that recording. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> here's me and my noises. Just. <laughs> uh, just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the whole scene is just like we don't. There's no flashback to her recording it or no. anything. Mm-hmm. We just see him listening to it mm-hmm. and that's the whole and you know i love a scene that's just you know a one shot of one actor reacting and it's real real good i didn't pick it but it's a real real good one i also thought about picking that one. Oh, i just mm, it makes me verklempt every time just yeah mm. well what about you lynn <laughs> uh I also chose scenes from those same three fave dramas. Uh, mine are in a different order, though. I, I, my, mm. the, the scene that I chose from Something in the Rain, just because it's always the one that I think of first, as far as like the super cute scenes, and there are so many that you could choose from. But when, I don't know if I should like say what the setup is a thing happens and it takes him by surprise and he all of a sudden gets hiccups and it's real <laughs> funny and just you know his character in that um especially at the beginning you know his whole bravado he's got this whole swagger thing and you know it's a little bit of it's implied that he's a little bit of a womanizer like he's gone out with a lot of women and yeah uh and boy, you do not see that in that moment, though. He's, <laughs> he's real taken by surprise, and it's just adorable. I love that scene. It's hilarious. Uh, and then, which one? Which one? I'm going to say my, my uh, next one is from While You Were Sleeping. And I'm, 
I know I talked about this scene another time. I can't imagine why I would have talked about it. Because mm-hmm. um, we have not talked about... I mean, we've, we talked about why you were sleeping before in our... Kim Won Hay episode, mm-hmm. but he's not in this episode in this scene, so I don't know why I would have talked about this scene anyway. <laughs> uh, it's towards the end of the drama, you know. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but some real big important things have just taken place, and his character is about to undergo a big transition, mm-hmm. and it's in the in the hallway after this trial has just taken place and uh and he talks about he's talking about being a police officer and he talks about the weight of the badge the -hmm. weight of the police badge and oh gosh he's he's so good in that scene i don't want to say anything more because i don't want to spoil what it's about but um he's he's really remarkable in that scene Again, you know, a lot of different things going on, as you were saying earlier, Suze, like he is extraordinary at his ability to play so many different things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what is happening in that scene. And also in, I think, probably my favorite, favorite scene of his, there's a lot going on. Uh, So there's a scene, so Onwu has met... Hanji Min's character, they have encountered, and he immediately is taken with her and, mm-hmm. like, starts asking his dad, like, when are we going to see her again? Mm. And uh, I can't remember who initiates the phone call, but anyway, he, oh, I'm sure <laughs> Unwu Un- Un- calls, and he, and um, Hayen is at Hanji Min's house, and immediately Unwu was like, oh, are you at he says, you know, I'm at a friend's house. And Umwoo was like, oh, are you at her house? <laughs> and he's like, no, but Umwoo doesn't believe him. It's like, I want to talk to her. Put her, on the- <laughs> Put her on the phone. And he's like demurring. And Hanji Min's just like holds out her hand to the to the phone. <laughs> and um, so Hayin is there like listening to Hanji Min's side of the conversation as she's talking to Umwu and he's very overcome with emotion because uh, you know his son doesn't have a mother and uh, and he's this sort of person that is so important in Hayden's life his character's life but also has to be kept secret from some parts of his life and uh so anyway, just it's a really, really beautiful scene. And I really loved that. But also I could have chosen like, I mean, as I was trying to choose, I was like, there's so many scenes that I could choose from one spring night. Practically every scene I could choose. There's so many that I could have chosen from. I did not consider any scenes from Connect. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, you know, but even like, even if we wanted to torture ourselves and go back and rewatch parts of Snowdrop, I'm sure that there are scenes that we could have chosen from that too. Cause Probably. he's, he is just so extraordinary at his job. Yes. Truly. Yes. We love him. I yeah. mean, I don't want to hug and kiss him like Susie does, but I won't speak for you. Maybe you don't. 
That is my impression. Uh, but oh, I 100% get it. And he is for sure one of my favorite Opas, mm-hmm. despite that. Oh no. Are we going to have to stop talking about him? <laughs> Are we at the end? Okay. We can still keep talking about him even after we've stopped recording. Soon. You never have to stop. <laughs> It is now time for me to ask him anything. Can't wait. Yeah, get ready. Okay, this might be a little hard, so you might have to like mm. scroll through some things to find it. But okay, you know how we talk about Snowdrop and was like, oh, even Jung Hyun could not have saved this. Mm. Is there a show out there that you thought could have been improved by? another actor occupying it a role oh. or it doesn't have to be Jung Hae-in. it could be anybody but if you yeah. have you felt that like oh you know so and so would have been more perfect in this in this yeah. role hmm. that is such an intriguing question <laughs> I mean I had an immediate thought but I'm not sure how much it would have improved I mean rookie cops Kong Daniel is just under, like, he's okay, but Mm -hmm. he's just underwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think that that drama had a lot going for it. Like, it wasn't ever going to be a, you know, earth-shattering drama. Like, it it didn't have that much going for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of it was very sort of run run of the mill, but I do feel like a more experienced actor in Kong Daniel's role because mm-hmm. it's the first thing that he's ever done and he was like for real the lead of it I mean Chase Subin I guess was a little bit more the lead like the story is more told from her perspective mm-hmm. slightly mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't know who I would who would I put in there though somebody real real young I mean he seems real young I don't know how old he really is I mean the the I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, You know who I think would have been better in that uh, another Kong, Kong Tae-O, oh. I think reads very young, mm-hmm. is just so charming and mm. like can do nothing and is still worth watching. You know, yeah. I mean, he right. just is very magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Put okay. Kong Tae-o in Rookie Cops. I mean, can you imagine his chemistry with oh. Chae Soo Bin? Oh. It would be sparkling. Oh. Come on. Yes. Right? Yes, it would yes. be scintillating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Sorry, Kong Daniel. Oh. But I do love Kong Tae-o, though. Yeah, right. Well, Kong Daniel, you know, either you, you know, keep, working on it or maybe you realize this is not your passion because he is a singer first right um he was just in las vegas this weekend um performing at the we bridge um festival expo Mm -hmm. i guess they call it an expo but a bunch of Uh k-pop acts were there oh Um, Including him. (laughs) So, well, I don't think he's going to listen to our podcast. So, (laughs) I don't think his feelings will be too hurt. I hope not. Um, Yeah. 
Well, very good. Very good. I have not seen Rookie Cop, so I can't say one way or the other. But, yeah, you know, um, people who come from the singing area when they want to explore acting, you know, I feel like it's best not to put them in maybe lead roles right away. Unless yeah. it's like all idols, you know, like if it's an idol drama where everyone is sort of a newbie, that's different. But when yeah. you're like, I have to work with Chase a bit. <laughs> I mean, it's a little right? intimidating. She has a lot of experience. So I don't make, you know, I don't, nobody consults me. I don't make these decisions. So <laughs> whatever. I'm not the casting director. So do, what you, they what, should, do what you want. They should, Susie. They should consult you. <laughs> it's to their detriment. Oh my gosh. Anywho. Well, thank you for that answer, Lynn. Certainly. Thank you for that excellent, uh, excellent question. I mean, what has anybody out there besides me seen Rookie Cops not to be confused with Police University, which is a different drama that came out like a Almost year before? This, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, that was so off the cuff, but I feel like I stand by that answer. But I would be intrigued if anybody else has seen Rookie Cops. You know, what do you think? What do you think about my proposition? Do you can you think of somebody else? I mean, Peyton, of course, would be perfect and amazing, but I do feel like he's on the upper age mm-hmm. level of that being, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be like 20. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, of course, he would be amazing in that because he's amazing in everything as we've established. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, if you've seen Rookie Cops and have thoughts about recasting that male lead role, I would be very intrigued to know your thoughts. So please come find us and uh, tell us what you think. Where can they find us, Susie? They can find us at Unnie's on Opa's Pod on Instagram. Chat with us. Chat with us about this this episode. Do you love Jung Hae-in? Don't tell me if you don't. I don't <laughs> want to know you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely have some questions if you're like, meh. <laughs> I, I just I d- could not fathom anybody being just meh. Like, you should at least, to me, like, at least not be indifferent to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, let us know how you feel about him. I would feel any of the roles he's been in, all the shows that mm. we talked about today. Do you have opinions? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? We love to chat. I mean, I really want to hear from someone who actually likes the horror genre. Oh, yeah, yeah. What they think of Connect. Because mm-hmm. my feeling is it is well done, but... I'm going to be real straight. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Because I found it real hard to watch. So, you know. But uh, you know what I didn't find real hard to watch? As we were just talking about Opa's cameo in Reply 1988, Ah! also starring our lovely Kim Sun Young, who, as she said in that beloved drama, I mean, and Jung Hae-in is certainly a mm. handsome man, <laughs> and we call him Opa. Yeah. So, yes. So, 
come back with us next time where we will talk about some more handsome opas. We'll probably talk about Jung Hae-in some more. I feel like he comes up pretty <laughs> regularly <laughs> in other episodes. <laughs> I'm mad about that, but we will uh, we will reunite with you then, friends. Annyeong! Annyeong!